Welcome to The Truth Be Told. I am your host, Brother Edwards. I'm glad you can be with me today. Uh, we will be looking at the at Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20, uh, after we do our, our prayer for God's guidance on our class today. Our Father, we thank you so much for blessing us with your Son. And because you blessed us with your Son, we can come to you and ask for forgiveness of our sins. And that's what we're doing this morning, Father, is asking you to forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings. In the name of Jesus, let our prayers not be hindered, Father, for we seek wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And, Father, we seek the guidance, for we do not know how to go out or even come in, Father. We're lost without you. Help us, help us, help us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through uh, 20. Let's see what the Bible uh, says to us in these verses. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20. The Bible says, What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of apps is under their lips. Their, their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. All men are under sin. All men are under sin. Under sin means to be subject to the power of or under the authority of. A man outside of Jesus Christ is under the power of sin and he is helpless to escape from it. He is helpless to escape from it. Did you hear me? He is helpless to escape from it. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. He is helpless to escape from it. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Curse be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, you cannot do everything in the book of the law. The Ten Commandments we could not fulfill. And if you break one command, you break them all. So you are under the law. And if you're under the law, then you're going to be judged under the law. So the religionist is under sin, OK? 
okay? The religionist is under sin. Religionist is under sin as much as other men are under sin. The scripture just declared that being religious does not make men acceptable to God. No more than you just, you being in your 20s make you an adult. Your behavior makes you an adult. Okay, the law says that you are an adult so that they can do certain things to you and for you. But basically, you're an adult when you behave like an adult. Well, the scripture has declared that being religion, just having a religion, does not make men acceptable to God. You remember the passage that says, not every man uh, that says, Lord, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, that, he has to be talking to his people. He's definitely not talking to the world. He, the Bible is written as a guide for his, his children, for his people, and those who are seeking to serve him, that they may find the true way to serve him. Not the, the worldly way, but the true way. So listen here. The Bible says about this being um, that being religious does not make you acceptable to God. In Romans chapter 2, 17, it says, But if you call yourselves a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know, and excuse me, and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. And if you are un, if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You see where this is going. You're hypocritical, see. You, you say one thing, but you do something else. So just because you are, uh, uh, in this case, they said just because you were a Jew didn't mean you were going to heaven. Jesus did, did not say that. Just because I go to the church of Christ don't mean I'm going to heaven. Just because you go to a Baptist church don't make you going to heaven. Just because you go to a Methodist, Protestant, it doesn't matter. That does not get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is the grace and mercy and your faith in God. That's what it is. That's what it is. Because those things will will have you to live according to the way God desires us to live. Think about it for a moment. If if I if if I was following Christ, forget about where I'm going because forget about don't excuse me, don't forget about you, you remember when he was saying if the Gentiles, even though they didn't have the law, was doing the law, then it would be that would be good for them because then they would have a living on the inside of them. Well, just because you 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 go to a certain church don't mean you're going to heaven. See, you go to heaven by obeying God's commands. And that is to accept, accept his son. And you have a mission to do, and that is to make disciples out of men. But but we, we, we've got to be careful in understanding that the, the Bible teaches that all of us have sinned. No, no one is better than the other. And the only way to get to heaven is through Christ Jesus. So it, it, it doesn't matter where you go. It's what you're doing, where you're at. So if I'm going to a place that is not following God, then I got to get out of there. Okay? And well, how do you know they're not following God? 
Well, the Bible says you will know by the fruit that they bear. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Now, I'm not talking about the kind of fruit that you can buy. See, you, you got some places, they have enough money in, in their bank account so they can buy fruit. They can, they can buy what appears to be fresh fruit and put it under their tree. And it's not necessarily their fruit. But the one thing about the fruit, once it detaches itself from the tree, it begins to die. It begins to die and rot away. Well, even if they wouldn't bought the, tr- the, the, the fruit and put it under the tree, eventually it's going to rot and decay, and you'll know. But if it's the fruit from the vine that Jesus Christ is in charge of, that fruit continues to grow, and it doesn't need any man-made things. It doesn't need money. It doesn't need any permission from man. It has already been approved by God. So if we are all under sin, we all have a sinful nature, we all have a sinful tongue, we have sinful acts, and we are, if, if we are not careful, we're going to be tried under the law. How do you come from under the law? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's how you're going to come from under the law. And then now you'll be under grace. See, you come from under the law and you'll be in grace. So we have a, a, a sinful nature, sinful behavior. Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's a very important passage for us to remember that everyone on the face of the earth has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed away, uh, passed upon all, all men, for that all have sinned. Again, all men have sinned. We are all under sin. We, we have been set free through the blood of Jesus Christ. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That's First John chapter one, verse eight. First John chapter one, verse eight says, "If we don't, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves now. So that and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts, the thoughts of his heart, was only evil continually." Genesis chapter six. Verse 5, there is no man that sinneth not. Every man sins, okay? Every man sins. So we have sinful nature, sinful tongue. Uh, we, 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 we're just full of sin. Why? Because we are born into this sinful world. And this sinful world grabs a hold of you pretty fast. So if you're not learning about God at an early age, See, that's another one of the things that happens here in our country is we don't teach our children about God until they're 12. You should be teaching your child about God the beginning of its life. The beginning of its life, you should be talking to the, that baby about God. Yeah, I know you said, well, they don't understand. Well, they don't understand a lot of things you say, but, you know, you should just try and tell the baby about God. Read scripture to the child. Raise the child up in knowing God. 
so that God is familiar to the child as they get older. The Bible says if you train up a child in the way it should go, it will not depart. And, and a lot of us are living proof of that. Many of us were baptized when we were in our youth, and the Bible was taught to us, and we understood a little bit about it. And when we got our we got older, and we strayed away, some of us, but we had some place to come back to, and that's what saved a lot of our lives. So we need to tell our children about God, and also remind them that these are not fairy tales; these are real. This is this is factual. These are real life things. These events took place. They took place because they don't want you to think that God sent his son to die on the cross when he did. He sent his son to die on the cross. Jesus Christ walked this earth. See, men are crooked, and they are not straight with God. They do not follow God nor pursue the right way to God. They take another path, another road, another way. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of pure heart and a good conscience and of the of faith unfinished from which some having uh, swerve <laughs> boy I really messed that scripture up there it's supposed to be first Timothy chapter 1 verses 5 through 6 and I really really messed that up let me give that another shot now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfinished, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. First Timothy chapter one, verse five through six. Man has a sinful nature. His and his and his sinful nature is useless. They are together. They are together and they become unprofitable. The word means to become worthless, useless, sour, bad, sour milk. All men without Christ are worthless, useless, sour, or bad. So that's what that means, brother. If you're without Christ, you're worthless, you're useless. You're like sour milk, okay? You're like sour milk. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savior, his savior, savior, or his flavor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to keep, to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Matthew chapter five verse thirteen. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to stop there. I'm having a little difficulty this morning, uh, but I pray that the message got to you, and uh, we will, our Lord's will, be with you again on Friday uh, to talk a little bit more about this sinful behavior, man. And again, I want to say this, not again, but I want to say this. This is not a charge against mankind. This is not God putting mankind down. This is God trying to help us to, to see our ways so that we can change them. It is not to, to hurt us or to harm us. God loves us. Father in heaven, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your patience. Go with us now throughout this day, Father, and let your words still resonate all day. Let it never stop guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen.